Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to talk about money because the Low Pay Commission is to examine increasing the minimum wage by €2.10 per hour, which is probably the biggest increase it'll ever have given. And the Low Pay Commission will examine how Ireland can move towards a living wage following authorisation by the government yesterday. Now, a living wage currently deemed to be 12.30 per hour is defined as the minimum income necessary for a single adult in full-time employment to meet their basic needs and afford an acceptable standard of living. To be honest with you, I think even at 12.30 you will not get an acceptable standard of living in this country. I don't know who came up with that figure. I personally believe it would have to be 15 euro, but now and ever. And I would do that, by the way. It is different from the current national minimum wage, by the way, which is only 10.20 per hour. Um, 10.20 per hour, as, as far as Europe goes, is quite a high figure. Uh, we're slightly higher than the UK, although if you take currency into consideration, we're probably in and around the same. But in saying that, Ireland is a more expensive place to live say, for example, the Northern Ireland or the UK or mainland UK. So, you know, you do need to have a little bit more money. Uh, obviously, you know, property prices are higher, rent is higher, all those kind of things is higher. But the, I suppose the point, too, is that if you are on minimum wage, you're most likely getting subsidised by the state with a half payment or some sort of help or a family income supplement if you're married with kids. So you are getting those other things, too, if you're on a very low wage. But the tallest of Leo Varadkar said this morning, the pandemic has caused us to redefine frontline or essential workers and to consider the value we place of their work and reward them as such. And I think he's 100% right. Look, over the last year at the people who supported us in this country, the people who kept the country afloat are the doctors and the nurses and the guards, of course, Um, the journalists, those on the air, on radio and TV, but also the people in the shops, the girls and the guys that are sitting at the checkouts who are stacking the shelves and making sure you had food on the table while everything else was going pear-shaped. They're really important jobs. And I've said this before and people wouldn't listen to me, that everybody's job is equally important. Everybody's. Right down to the guy that cleans the poo out of the sewers. Everybody's job is important. The guy that takes, or the girl that takes away your bins, most likely a guy, takes away your bins. That's a really important job. If he didn't do it, you'd be in a lot of trouble. We'd all be in a lot of trouble. We'd have diseases everywhere on the streets. Rats. So every job is important. And we need to recognise that. We need to stop saying that, look, oh, your job is more important than yours, so you need to pay you a lot more. Yes, there are very skilled jobs that people go to college for a long time for barristers, solicitors, lawyers, um, doctors, you know, consultants. And yes, they deserve the extra money they get. But certainly other jobs that we believe are menial jobs provide us with essentials. So we need to recognise that. So the question I'm asking you is, would you agree with an increase in the minimum wage? I do. And I think 12.30 is not enough. Bring it up to 15 euro. And the way that we fix the problem, and the biggest problem, and I know employers out there going, no, no, stop, 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 stop. The way we fix this is for small employers, and for every employer, you reduce the, the employer's contribution to PRSI and to make it easier for the employers to pay them more. And then you get that money back by reducing social welfare. That's not a popular decision, Niall, sure it's not. And I'm telling you how you do that. The reason we do that is because if we pay people more a minimum wage and we reduce social welfare, it will encourage people to work. And those who complain about it afterwards, after a weaning in period, who haven't got a job already when the economy bounces back again, that's their own fault. They obviously don't want a job. So would you, inc- would you agree that we should increase the minimum wage? They're saying 12.30, I'm saying 15. Should we increase it? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Maybe you're a small employer and you don't agree that people will lose their jobs if we put it up too high. Uh, Donal, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Donal? 
How are you doing, Niall? Are you well? Good. Donald, nice to talk. Are you at the quarry again, Donald, no? Oh, Jesus. That doctor will be mad. No, I well, actually, no the problem is when you go to the quarry, we can't hear you. That's the problem. I know, and I wanted to bring you back there that day because about 20 people rang me. Did you find the dog? I did. I got it. Uh, well, that's all, well, we had listeners texting in well, about I'm your like, damn dog. Listen, <laughs> there'll be no more dogs anyway because I got a new job and I'm starting training. So, everything oh, oh, is... Oh, oh you're, you're giving up the coach driving? No, I still coach driving. I'm, I would just say I got a job with a, a semi-state company. Right, okay. Good man. Oh, fantastic. All right, okay. And you need to get a new phone when you get paid the for, for the first week you get paid. That's oh. Anyhow, Niall, I agree with you totally and the points that you made. Like, I feel sorry for small businesses. My, at the moment now, he couldn't afford to give me that sort of money. He really couldn't, like, unless something was from a PRSI or well, that, well, that's the only way of doing it. It's all well and good for Leo Varadkar to tell employers to pay people more, but the government then has to help out in some way. I, I, still, I think there's people on the left, would, people have been poor profit on this, they just think that any person that owns a business is a millionaire, which is just not true. Like, no. I mean, if you've, got, if you've got a small little news agent with maybe three or four staff yeah. you know, and who are on minimum wage, they're not probably yeah. not making much money and they probably yeah. can't pay them anymore. So if you increase yeah. the wages, they have to drop one of the staff. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the ideal way to do this night, and you hit the nail in the head, if, when this economy bounces back, if you're offered a job with a decent wage and you don't take that job, well, then you get nothing. Mm-hmm. Just, and I wouldn't decrease the social welfare. If you're a single person, you get nothing. If you're married and you have dependents, you get food stamps. We really need to, we really need to have a look at our social welfare system. Right? Now, I know my boss at the moment cannot get drivers because of this COVID payment. It's cheaper for it's better for them to stay at home. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And that needs to stop. That really, and, and, and I well, and, and I think this would make a difference. And that's why I said the way the government get that money back. Now I am talking about, of course, when the economy bounces back. I'm not talking about today or tomorrow, next yeah. year, or whatever it happens yeah, exactly. to be. Yeah, the exactly. way we get that money back is by reducing social welfare. It is. It is like, and, and I, it all comes back. Like the economy is like a washing machine. The money is churning, and it all goes around and around and around. So the government will get the money back, like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, of course it will, because people spend the money oh, anyway, yeah. Exactly. And, and that's what needs to happen now. But I tell you, like, this frontline working thing, this went too far. We, like, I've heard teachers whinging all year, like, and not once did they mention the school bus drivers and all their whinging, like. Yeah. So, well, I mean, when somebody says here, I, I'm self-employed and I charge 10 yeah. euro an hour, if I charge 15, yeah. I lose my older customers who are on a pension. Well, hold, well, hold on a second. You're self-employed. That's your business. Yeah. You can do what you yeah. want. You can charge a fiver an hour if you want to. Okay, you're, yeah, yeah. you're self-employed. That's mm. entirely up to you. But yeah. but yeah. there is a point where we all have to move on. And, yeah, and yeah. by the way, pensioners should be getting more money anyway. But what I hope happens now is, like, Leo, Leo makes statements and all of a sudden he's forced to withdraw him. I hope this isn't another one that he's going to be forced to withdraw. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I, I, think they make, I think he makes a really good point about how we perceive jobs during the pandemic, of course. You know, we've now recognised the importance of necessary workers. Well, you see, between himself and Harris, I remember last year, they've done a reasonably good job with this thing, like, with this mm. pandemic. Like. Yeah. You know, and... Leo, to some extent, he does talk for the man that has to get up every morning and go out to work. Sometimes he does. He talks Sometimes. out of both sides of his mouth as well. But. He does, he does. I, I think, yeah, but, but the left night is just all, like Sinn Féin, people from Alfred, all the rest of them say, oh, just pump more money out, 
more supports, more supports, more supports. Like, where does the money? The money has to come from some place, like. Well, it does, and this is why I'm saying you have to make that saving, that the loss that we will make on the employer's PRSI so they can increase the wages yeah. for the lower paid um, has to be made up somewhere. We spend £20 billion roughly every year on social welfare. Exactly. And as a society, Let's reduce that gonna, bill. Yeah. As a society, we're going to have to wake up to this. You cannot just have free money. No, you no, you can't. No, 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 you can't. No. You have to work. Uh, absolutely. All right, let's have to go to a break. Somebody says it's cheaper for Irish employers importing cheap foreign labour, the meat industry and fruit plantations. It's scandalous. Uh, well, yes, but here's the other thing, right, in relation to that. And the, obviously you're talking about the meat industry and uh, the fruit pickers, which obviously came into the news quite a lot over the last year or so when people were coming from Bulgaria and places like that or wherever it was they were coming from. Um, the problem there is not really the money. They can't get Irish people to do the job. Even if they paid 15 euro an hour, and I think they may be paying I don't know how much they pay, but they have to pay minimum wage at least anyway. But if they were paying more and say 15 quid an hour, Irish people tend not to want to do those jobs. That's always been the way. They frown upon people who do jobs, menial tasks as they call them. They frown upon them. And you know, if you paid somebody like 20 quid to work in a meat factory uh, for 40 hours a week, I think there's Irish people that would just turn that down. And that's why a lot of foreign people come into the country to do those jobs. And fair play to them. Well done. We, we, I tell you now, if they didn't do it, or if those people from Bulgaria or wherever it was that come into Ireland to pick the fruit for Keelings that time, if they didn't come in, the fruit would be left to rot in the field. Because they had put ads out for Irish people to pick the fruit, but nobody responded. They didn't get any responses to the ads because nobody wants to do it. Because why would you when you can get more on the dole in this country? Yeah, Joe and Kildare points out Nile, a quarter of social welfare payments goes to disability sections. So not everyone on welfare is on the dole, as you well know. I never suggested they were. I'm just saying the social welfare bill in this country is over 20 uh, billion a year. Um, And yes, there are many people on disabilities. By the way, can I point out, we need a complete overhaul of the payments that are made on disability. Because as, as... Absolutely, many people are disabled and there is no opportunities for them to work in this country. And I get that. There are many people who are scamming disability. They did this going back a few years ago in uh, Great Britain where they basically reassessed everybody on disability and found that a huge percentage of people on disability were quite capable of working. They weren't actually disabled at all. They hurt their back 20 years ago or something ridiculous or they were claiming they were disabled over something that was some sort of fictitious ailment. Uh, so, uh, absolutely, Joe, I agree with you. Uh, but there's also pensioners, by the way, are on that, Joe, too, by the way, that 20 million, can I point out? Because that's a social welfare payment as well. So I wasn't uh, overlooking that. But certainly the social welfare bill for people unemployed is quite high, Joe. Let me go to Stephen. Stephen, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Stephen? Hi, now. Good afternoon. Stephen, you know you know me, I'm not a socialist by any stretch of the imagination, but certainly giving people 15 quid an hour would encourage people to want to work and we could cover the cost of that by uh, reducing employers' PRSI, which indeed we can cover the cost of that by reducing the dole. Well, I think you need a combination approach, but we shouldn't forget that apart from Luxembourg, we have, I think we have the highest minimum wage in Europe already. And I think a far better approach, rather than penalising or punishing employers with higher costs will be to encourage people to upscale. I mean, probably now is the best time because there's so many free courses available to higher education for anyone who wants to upscale. It's, it's, it's all well and good you saying upscale, but you take Mary or Johnny, who's 51 years of age and, you know, has worked in a shop or worked in a warehouse all their life or whatever it happens to be, and maybe they've started a new job. They're probably going to be, they're an unskilled worker. They're on a minimum wage. You know, and we need to value them. I mean, you can't live on, you know, a tenner an hour. You just can't. 
Well, I think a very few people who start working at 20 would still be on the minimum wage 30 years later. The vast bulk of people who work on minimum wage tend to be teenagers or those in the young yeah, they, they wouldn't be on much higher than that. I mean, if you're working in that kind of industry, be it retail, be it in warehousing or hospitality, uh, obviously would be the guiltiest of minimum wage payers. I mean, they're probably at most probably getting 12 or 13 euro an hour. But then you're into a spiral. If you have higher wages and higher costs for businesses, products, services will go but up. But this is why I'm saying. Okay, but this is why I'm saying. But this is why I'm saying we help businesses to pay people more by reducing their liability for PSI. Because the employer's liability on PSI is what twelve percent, isn't it? Is that twelve and a half percent? Yeah. Okay. So, well, so if you reduce that liability for an employer to say five percent or six percent, well, that gives the employer the room or the little wiggle room to give the the staff more money. I don't have the figures in front of me, but at the moment, I don't think uh, employer's PSI applies applies to the full wage anyway. There is a certain amount that is exempt. But maybe it might be no harm to completely exempt anyone who pays up to a particular amount and only after that. Mm-hmm. That would certainly help. But the other thing I think is I mean, very and, important, it, and it goes, everything you've ever talked to me about, Stephen, over the last five or six years, which is uh, your job fair, when you talk about reducing social welfare over a period of time, you could do it that way, for example, pay out the full social welfare amount, and then after six months, reduce it and reduce it again over a year. And that would tie into what you've talked about in the past. Well, I was literally about to say that. I think the, the other important component is to move to a contribution-based welfare, which simply means that you get a proportion of your salary in welfare, and that it becomes a true safety net between jobs, not a way, not a way of life. And as we've spoken before, it's not just the headline rate of the dole. There are so many different allowances you get. And I think previously you've done figures: a family in Dublin with three kids ends up with about forty-five grand a year when you add in everything, and that's a substantial amount of money compared to what you have to earn yourself after tax to get to get that. I mean, when I when I look at the way we value people in different jobs, and I've said this before, and people give out to me all the time that I believe everybody's job is equally important. Mind you, there are some people who don't do an ounce of work, but everybody's job is equally important because even right down to the guy who collects your bins and I'm saying guy not be sexist because I don't know any women who collect bins um, to you know the girl in the checkouts or the guy in the checkouts and Tesco's or Dunn's or whatever it is all their jobs and we've seen that over the last year how important their jobs are because and they work just as hard so I understand it's not a skill job and yes you should be allowed to earn money if you spend 10 years in college or 5 years in college studying something but in saying that let's not underestimate their importance no, not, and I think like like in any kind of machine, a small cog at the very bottom can affect the whole machine, and absolutely everyone is working hard, and I think we do start to appreciate uh, people now more than, than what we did before, but most people do have ambition. I don't think someone should be rewarded, for st- should get a pay rise for doing the same job without actually doing more. I mean, Limo has just texted in, he says, no, I work as a van delivery driver. Now, how important are they in the last nine months, right, or 13 months? 8.30 to 6 p.m., that's nine and a half hours a day, 520 a week before tax, uh, lunch on the move, no stopping, and now I'm so happy to be working, it keeps me sane, but the likes of me never get mentioned or thanked for working through the pandemic, and he's right, he deserves more than that. He's a hard-working man, he's, he's on you know a deadline, he doesn't get to have his breaks, he's carrying stuff in and out of his van all day, you know, he probably works harder than a guard. Absolutely, but like anything, if you, then you start to increase the cost of postage or deliveries that people are paying, they'll start to complain about that as well. Because every, every cost, every wage cost feeds into the actual cost of doing business and what you actually have to charge people on the other side. You can't have it both ways. Okay, but stay there for just a second. Let me just go to Emma as well. Emma, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Emma? Emma, you there? 
I'm here, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Emma, go ahead. You work in retail. Sorry, I can't hear you at all. Right, if, if you turn off the radio, you'd, you'd probably... Yeah. Okay, can you hear me now? Okay, we'll come back to Emma after the break, all right. Uh, somebody else says, everybody should be entitled to a minimum wage who worked during the early stages of the pandemic, not the so-called chosen few uh, that Leo the snob Varadkar is saying, says Joe. I don't think he's a snob. Well, certainly, you know, obviously, he looks upon himself as being very clever. Um, and the person says, not what a crazy idea. You want to pay people 15 euro an hour. Who's going to pay for this? People will lose their jobs. And I do get what he's saying, Stephen. When you take a large industry, say a large retail industry, for example, you know, you might have a thousand staff and most of them will be on minimum wage. And if you have to increase it for everybody, you might only be able to employ 900 people. But that's just the way the cookie will crumble. And we can work that out after time because people, other businesses will open. Yes, maybe, but I was actually more thinking of, of the smaller employer that might have five or six people, and we shouldn't forget that the bulk of people employed in this country aren't in very large organisations. They, they tend to be in organisations that employ maybe up to ten people, and those and they would be a, a, a additional cost, and it might, it might as I said, discourage people from um, hiring more people, or you could have the situation where if you had suggested that we have a PRSI free up to a certain area, rather than giving someone a pay rise, they might employ someone else. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Now, let me just try Emma again. I want to come to Mark as well. But sorry, Emma. And therefore you wouldn't have any more. Okay, sorry, Emma, you're back. I'm back, yeah. Okay, so, okay, Emma, you work in retail and you believe, yes, we should increase the minimum wage. I do. Um, I've been working in retail for the last three years. Now, I do agree I want to better myself, but currently I'm saving up to better myself. Okay, so you're going to reskill. Yeah, I would like to reskill, but at the same time, I need you need money, obviously, to do to re- all that kind of stuff. And can I ask you if it's not too rude? Because I don't know, I don't want to know where you work exactly. You work in retail, but what are you getting paid per hour? Ten fifty. All right, okay, just above the minimum wage. About thirty cent above. Yeah, they raised it last week, last year. By that was nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you would agree? I mean, the government is suggesting twelve thirty. I said, why not fifteen? You know, and and make it, I mean, a good living wage. Because realistically, I'm assuming you have other forms of income, Emma, because I don't think you could live on 10, uh, 30 or 10, whatever it is, 50 an hour. I could, I don't think. I'll be honest with you. I live with my parents. Mm-hmm. I, live, I live out in the countryside is one thing I will say. So I do have a car. So I have a car. I have a phone. I have all, I do but have. But you, you couldn't afford pay. your own house. I wouldn't be able to afford to move no. out, no. No, no. And, and see, Stephen, this is the problem. It's a never-ending cycle that if you don't pay people a good wage, they can't become independent. It is, but also if you increase the um, the cost of doing business, then you'd have more demands for wages. You have an upward spiral. I think maybe a better option is, and hopefully it will happen, where, where you reduce the cost of people, such as transport and housing, where it's not so important to get the the huge higher wage because compared to most other EU countries our wages are actually very very high and our taxes are very low but the co- but yeah but the cost of living is quite economy. high in this country yeah, exactly the, so yeah. the increasing wages will only result I think in an upward spiral it's better to address the, the cost factors first rather than hiking up wages to an unaffordable rate that we still have to compete with other countries so okay, okay we'll, stay, we'll stay there for a second because I want to go to Mark as well before I go into the break sorry Mark you're on Ireland's Classic Kids how are you doing Mark hi here we go uh, Mark, do you believe we should increase the minimum wage? Absolutely, yeah. And I think this, um, I don't know, I just came into the end of the conference and halfway through this conversation, but the minimum wage is, what is it at the moment? It's 10.20 an hour. 10.20 an hour, okay. So look, and I've been hit uh, dramatically by this, uh, this pandemic that we've had and my industry has been knocked on its knees. Uh, 
but there's jobs out there that I can go and take and they're at 10, 10 an hour. 10 euro, 10 cent an hour. That's, well, that's illegal. To actually drive for a, for a company, it's probably illegal now, right? Yeah. But to drive for a company, now that guy that you had said that he's earning 520 an hour driving and doing all that. Oh, 520 a week, 520 a week before tax. Well, yeah. you know what he is? He's an Egypt. He's an absolute Egypt. He should be sitting on his ass at home and try to re-educate himself or just nothing. Just collect the payment off the government and sit at home. Because that's what's wrong. Fellas are working for nothing. And this thing of... So you're saying it's a race to the bottom? Oh, 100%. This thing of putting the cost on the employer and all the goods of group. Listen, employers are... There's a lot of employers that are making a lot of money out here and are still making a lot of money out here. Some, hold like, on, with, with, with the greatest respect. No, hang on, Mark. Some employers are making a lot of money. Some are not. Sorry, no. Some, some employers, not all. You explain to me this. There's a lot of places doing takeaway and they'll say they're trying to survive. But they're willing to play Deliveroo and just eat 30% of the cost of their... 30% of every, of every delivery. But they won't give that to staff. You know what I mean? They could be generating their own business, so they're willing to give it to a multinational. Do you understand where I'm coming no, from? No, 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 I get, get yeah, In other words, you believe, yeah. you believe because they have that extra few quid, clearly they're making decent profits that they can pay that oh, money. They're absolutely making money. There's plenty of making money, but what happens all the time in this country, they want people to work for nothing. Now, if you take that 10, 10 20 an hour, whatever it is now, you take that and you put that back to what it, what it should be, what that translates back to in the, in, in punts. It's absolutely nothing. There hasn't been any major increase. Yeah, it's probably about seven fifty actually. We should be. If you think of an Jeez. old pound, an old ten pound was at one time. I think it was twelve seventy when it when it. That's uh, right, Jim. Yeah. yeah, I think it was around that. We used to, I, I can't remember because we all got the free calculator. If I remember right, we're yeah. actually working for less. You know why? Because we worked for less when the first um, recession came in. People took hits on their wages and they never went back up. But, the, but, that, employers... but that mark that would be the case. I was earning more in two thousand and one yes. than I'm earning now. Yes. And what happened? Did your wages go back up when business went back up and everything turned around? No, they didn't. So you actually earned less. You should have got that reimbursed to you, but you never did. And neither did lots of people. But the employer, his cost kept going. His, his prices kept rising all the time. Because if you go back to two, no, well, I would. I, I, well, I can, well, I can only, I can only speak for my own personal situation, right? The radio industry in itself has declined. Uh, now, right. there's, there's more people listening to radio, but the because problem for yeah, the, yeah well, absolutely. So they're all, you know, there's a bigger slice of the pie for the advertising revenue for everybody. So that that industry in itself pays less now than it paid back in 2001 when it was more Wait, let me lucrative. Give you this one, let me give you this one, right? Cup of coffee, probably in 2008, you could have went to any store around town there and probably got, you know, a cup of coffee off the machine there for probably between 120 and t- this is, am I right? B- sorry, between a quid, one, one euro, ten cent, and 150, right? Mm-hmm. Now you can't get a coffee, you can't get a cup of coffee that's less than probably two something, or mm-hmm. whatever it is today, because I yeah. don't really drink Yeah, coffee. you're paying for yeah. brand names right. there, by the way. Yeah, but, go on. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But how did that change? How did that change? So if all those prices went up, and everything keeps going up. The employer had to make more money, but he just wants you to work for less and less all the okay, time. Okay, okay. And that's a very fair point, Mark. Uh, yeah. Stephen, just finally, before I go into the break, Mark makes a really good point. You know, when we're not paying good money, it's a race to the bottom. Employers will take advantage, and they are taking advantage of people. If you're willing to work for nothing, you'll always get work. That's what my father used to tell me. Uh, is that a good point, Stephen? Well, two things. We were just discussing PRSI earlier. It's 398 the employer doesn't pay PRSI on anyway. So it wouldn't make a huge difference. And the other lady was talking about um, training. If you Google the right course, you can actually get a lot of courses for free. It doesn't actually cost you money. But to address the point the gentleman was saying there as well, is higher wages are higher costs to businesses. And that's an upward spiral. 
I mean, until recently, prior to COVID, we virtually had full employment. Employers couldn't get people to work. And we're going to go back to a situation, I think, post-COVID. There's so much pent-up demand. There's going to be a huge increase in people looking for uh, but he, he makes but he makes a very good point. Two twenty, uh, ten twenty an hour is probably about eight punts if we go back in time, uh, maybe a little bit less, right? I mean, realistically, the, the the minimum wage hasn't increased much over the last twenty years. Well, we're still second highest in Europe, and only a minority of people work on the minimum wage, and most of them transition out of it within a couple of years. It's normally just a stepping stone for people. If you're there for a long period of time, maybe you should seriously consider uh, availing of some of the free courses that that you can now get. Well, 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 according to him, you're probably better off, and you worked it out, Stephen, yourself before, in relation to people. Some people in this country, I mean, with with the social welfare and the benefits that are available, including HAP scheme and everything else, you know, a couple with two children, sometimes are better off not working at all. Uh, they're well, better off taking up the payments that the government will give you. But listen, I have to go into a break. If you want to stay there, Stephen, you can. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087 I can't come on at the moment, but just listen to that guy there who said uh, people shouldn't get a, a, a wage increase if they're just doing the same job. But wage increases are supposed to fall in line with inflation, I would imagine. So when things go up, the price of a loaf of bread goes up, the price of a bottle of milk goes up, then wages should go up accordingly. You can't keep expecting people to stay on the same wage when uh, the price of other things are, is going up. And, you know, 15 oh, probably does sound a bit much, but 12, the government are proposing 12. Maybe they have in line, maybe they know something down the road that inflation's going up or something like that. You know, when things, cost of things are about to go up now. So I don't know, but it should obviously be according to inflation. Uh, Stephen, he makes a good point. It works both ways. You were suggesting if we put the wages up, you know, it will create inflation, but it also works the other way around. We are seeing the prices of everything going up, and yet people on minimum wage are still earning more or less the same amount of money. Well, I think the if you look at the figures, the minimum wage has gone up more than the cost of inflation or the consumer price index over the years. I certainly have no problem um, keeping in touch with the consumer price index. That, that would be fair, but to arbitrarily hike it by 50%, I think would be wrong. That would drive up costs. And okay, said, okay. Most people don't stay on the minimum wage for more than a couple of years anyway. Okay, stay there for a second. Let me go to Neil. Neil, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Neil? Very well. How are you, Neil? Good. Well, Neil, um, Leo Varadkar suggesting, you know, moving into the living wage of 12.30. I said, well, why not? If you're going to go to that, why not go to 15 and make it a good wage and we could make up for it some other way? Yeah, there's always pros and cons when you, when you talk about the, the, the minimum wage. But one of the things that I see is that the government, it needs to be reduced. That's a huge cost to the Irish taxpayer. Look at the, the amount of tax that the Irish pay. Is For councillors, TDs. Every, everything. We have yeah. more TDs and councillors than they have in the UK and America. Per head and of population. Very, and very expensive. And I can speak to both. I, mm. You know, I've worked in both of those countries. But you have to reduce the size of government. If you look at the health, the Department of Health itself, uh, I can't believe how many... Um, Offices they are. Well, it's hundreds. not just that, it's the wages that we're paying. I mean, so we only exactly. heard last week that the head of the HSE was getting 430,000 euro, which is twice what's being paid in the UK for the head of the, N- the NHS. And look at the service we get. So that, that has <laughs> so. to be reduced. The service has to increase. And I was just listening to the, um, I think it was a voice, maybe a WhatsApp voice that just came in. Yeah. And, and your man was right. If things go up, wages should go up. But also, he's correct. Most, there was another one there that said, most people only stay in the minimum wage for a couple of years. Now, I had, I had 1.2 thousand people working for me in, in my organization. They do come in as apprentices. They do come in at minimum wage. And there has to be plans behind the employers for progression. Experience, 
and career progression to be able to take that step up the ladder to make, you know, a bit more bob as you go along and through your through your career. But a lot of and companies that, don't do that. If you take hospitality and retail, what they do is as soon as you get antsy and you're looking for more money, they just replace you with somebody younger anyway. You know what I mean? They will, but that same person, if they have the drive and the wherewithal, like they should be, they should be looking for another avenue in, in the hospitality. How, how do you, how do they become the manager of an organization or a hotel or, or you know a junior manager? Those roadmaps need to be there. I get what you're saying. We've talked before. I'm in the hospitality business. I was up until two years ago, right? So um, mm-hmm. it is, it is tough to keep people on it. And yet I see them even where I live. They, they rotate from one hospitality venue to the next. I mean, well, can I ask you, when you were in hospitality and you said you were employing mum, uh, what, uh, just over a thousand people? Well, I, I, was in, I was in aviation, I was employing, I had 2,000 people working in my organisation. Okay, Could you, okay yeah. so, and what, those people, have, what percentage were on minimum wage? Well, it, there was probably maybe less than 20%. Okay, that 20%. Could, no, it, no, the reason I'm asking is, yeah. that 20%, could you have afforded to pay them more? You would have to find it somewhere else. So are and you that, telling me you weren't it, making money? You no, know, you make money. You have to. You have to. You have to be making money, or you shouldn't be in business. But then you have to go talk to where are you working? Where is your business established? Mm-hmm. You actually get into the politics of things. You have to go to the politicians, and I, and this is something that I did was going. We can't afford to be paying these rates. If you want your citizens, it was it was quite a few people in the EU there on borders. You know, we can't afford to pay those wages. If we have to continue to dump in thirty-three to forty-five percent tax rates, so what are we going to do? So, in other words, what you're saying is, for this to happen and for a whole change in society and the way we look at things, there has to be a tax reform. That's correct. And the other thing we did was we worked with the local governments. Was there were people coming out of secondary schools, right, that didn't want to go to university, and those t- technical trades, what we refer to as touch labour, we would agree with a plan, a subsidised government plan. If it's a three-year apprenticeship program. They get them. That's a minimum wage program, but they're getting being taught the work experience at that point on site and getting the classroom training. Yeah, no, I, I have no problem, by the right. way, with an apprentice getting low wages yeah. because apprentices traditionally have always got low wages. Uh, you're you're training to do a job. If you're in college training, you don't get paid at all. You actually pay for the privilege. So I have I have no problem yeah. with apprentices getting low wages. But when no. somebody once somebody's qualified, mind you, you, don't have to be qualified to stack a shelf. Yeah, what's qualified? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very important. What's qualified? Somebody coming out of university is not immediately qualified. No, well, they're post grad. They're post grad, aren't they? Yeah, but some some university degrees are not even employable. They're not marketable. Okay, we're well, at a stage in our life where we want to, everyone wants a university degree, and I can tell you, I had three different people come to the house who would say to do some work, the technical trades, brilliant, very good, and very well, uh, very well paid, and we don't see a lot of that anymore. All right, listen, guys, I have to wrap it up. I'm sorry, Stephen, and uh, thank you very much indeed, Neil, as well, uh, for the point that you raised. And I think what everybody is suggesting is as well, there needs to be a whole reform before you can consider raising the minimum wage by that much. But certainly Leo Varadka wants to raise it to the, the living wage. Uh, that will, as Stephen rightly pointed out, it could have another effect. And the effect is that you would lose jobs because some companies will have to pay, uh, reduce the amount of staff they have to pay more money. And it will also increase the cost of living. So we have to kind of balance things out. It's a it's a difficult balancing act, and I get that. But I what Neil said about the amount of politicians, TDs and councillors we have in this country, that is something that has to be addressed. We have more politicians, TDs and councillors in this country than probably most countries in the world per head of population. And we pay out an extraordinary amount of money to them. And particularly for heads of organisations and state departments, the wages are astronomical. Much more than you would get 
in probably any other country around the world. It's ridiculous. 430,000 euro. 430,000 euro for the head of the HSE. And look at the mess the HSE is in. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.